0: Studio A of our CHGO White Sox... No... Welcome in to the CHGO White Sox podcast coming to you live from Studio A of our CHGO offices here in the West Loop of Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. Alongside me is the full CHGO White Sox crew. We got Vinny Duber on the far left. He's our CHGO White Sox beat writer. You can follow him at Vinnie Duber and you could read his work at allchgo.com. His latest piece is about Andrew Benatendi, which this podcast is going to f- uh, feature mostly, if not all, about. The man in the middle is Herb Lawrence. Hello. You can follow him at ecknerwall 23 He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. And uh, again, I'm Sean Anderson, your host. We're being produced today by Sarah Fichter. Hello. Hello. And today, again, we're going to be talking about Andrew Benatendi. You just wrote about this topic, and it's stemming from a conversation with Pedro Graffal. If you missed that exclusive interview, it's up on our YouTube page now. Uh, but first off, before we get into Benatendi, this is okay that we're talking about it? You don't need shots of, you know, liquor next to you to get through this podcast? No, this one is uh, okay. Okay. But you could also
1: go the other way and just go ahead and set the bottle down, right? <laughs> yeah. Because I think we're going to be hearing a lot of the same stuff from that end of the uh, mm. from that end of the panel over there today uh, that we've been hearing all season. So yes. if you're going by the rules that we set up, you might as well just,
2: uh, just get water, throw that baby up, and. <laughs> Empty it out because that's what this uh, next hour is going to be. But it's usually when we bring it, when you bring it up, when it's not mentioned, like right. a that's unsolicited the, opinion of that's Andrew Benintendi. That's the drinking Benintendi. game. Yes, okay. this one is all about him. So we don't want people to be right. inebriated. Me after and the show. me
1: and Herb are over here, like, oh yeah. So the last couple of months for Johan Moncada and Sean will just chime in. You know who has been not good this year, <laughs> Andrew <laughs> Benintendi. That's that's when you take that's when you take the shot. Is it really that bad? Hmm. Uh, at no, times, okay. all, right.
0: all right. Well, I'll try to. <laughs> I like to be more tolerable. It's a, hey, it's a, it's,
1: it's nothing if not a uh, fun bit. Yes,
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, and it's it's gonna be a fun bit for the next four years, folks. Uh, we appreciate everyone hanging out with us, and uh, make sure you hit the thumbs up button. And uh, again, I, I don't, I don't got any excuses. I mean, I don't know what we're not trying to make any excuses for people. We're just paid to talk about the White Sox. Um, and uh, what this is gonna focus on is mainly uh, the quote that. Pedro told you, and we're going to play for it uh, in full, uh, the idea that Andrew Benatendi played 151 games hurt.
1: Or at least the bulk of the first half of them,
0: at the very least. I mean, he was talking
1: uh, about how the first half just did not go well. And and, and listen, we had heard that from Andrew earlier in the season as well. I I believe I I talked to him um, at Wrigley Field when he was saying, you know, the hand did not heal or recover the way that he wanted it to, um, the way he expected it to, and the season started and he was like what do I do with this hand kind of thing Um, and and really it took all the way to the all-star break you'll hear in Pedro's comments saying how beneficial the all-star break was we I believe he had a cortisone shot in the first half of the season as well Um, they were trying to get that thing in order believe also too that he took a pitch off of that hand early in the season as well in the first first month or so of the year when everything was going wrong I believe he took a pitch off of that very same hand which then you know Made things worse, so um, I don't know exactly how, uh, what percentage uh, he was feeling in the latter months of the year. I think at Wrigley Field, if you go back to that interview that I did with him then, which I think you're going to play a little bit of today, maybe, uh, you know, he says feeling better now, or you know, he, when he was hitting those home runs on that one on that one homestand, what a week, um, you know, and he was he was talking about feeling better then, so maybe it did get to the point where it felt a little bit more normal toward the end of the season but for the first half at least if not further than that
0: it was not not good at all we'll revisit uh those comments and in those interviews we got some clips from ben we got some clips from pedro uh, we got some graphics as well um i guess before we dive headfirst in herb i have one question for you okay and since you are a community leader mm-hmm. i guess i want you to set uh, the chgo white Sox community opinion here um there was a, a, an opinion going around that Yasmani Grandal is the worst White Sox free agent signing in history <laughs> how do you feel after Andrew Benettendi because again there's been there's two great years of Yasmani Grandal and then two awful years of Yasmani Grandal do you believe that Benettendi can i mean he's got four years to bounce back i don't
2: not only do i not believe that Yasmani's deal was bad i think he played to the contract as I think it was uh, either Patrick Nolan or somebody from Sox Machine said, like, you're going to expect wear and tear on a catcher, especially at a four-year deal. So the first two years of the deal, tw- 21 and 22, I mean uh, 20 and 22 or 21, were pretty good years, especially 21, where he hit 23 home runs, was one of the best offensive catchers that year, even better than the 50-home run year that future White Sox uh, uh, Salvi Perez hit that year. I think you are going to need to widen your lens White Sox fans. You think that Yasmani Grandal was the worst signing in the history of the team? He was pretty good his first two years and yes, the last two years weren't great. And I yeah, I think Andrew Vaughn, Andrew Benintendi has a chance to be worse than that because of the money he's going to be making and the lack of production he's going to have on the contract. If you put those two together, you're going to see much more home runs, better driven in, much more on base for Yasmani Grandal. And if you think that was a failure, wait until the f- five years are done with Andrew Benintendi, and you match him up, you're like, oh wow, we really got a deal there with uh, that Yasmani Grandal. I think I got I got it, White Sox fans. The last two years, if it was on the opposite side, like he had two bad early years and two good late years, people are like, oh man, what a great deal. But once he hit that those years in 21 and 22 21 I was like hey he paid for his contract right there with those two offensive seasons and his defense really never was there the whole time so I don't know why White Sox fans are getting on the guy I'm glad he's gone because he's an older catcher and barely plays and hurt all the time but I think his contract was a good deal at the time and when it ends right now in four years I'm like I have no qualms about the contract you had I'd, to sign him. I'd push back a little bit. I, I think
1: the signing was a good one. Yeah. And I also don't think people should be getting on Yasmani. The guy was hurt. And when he, after three years of being hurt, he worked his ass off to try to not be hurt. And he played more games this year than he did in any of his previous seasons with the White Sox. But that, I think, is where you can point to, is that if we're reviewing the contract, boy, it didn't work out. 46 games, 93 games, 99 games, 118 games. 118. He was proud. He talked about it on on Sunday. He was proud that he played in the number of games that he did, that he didn't have to go to the IL in a big way like he did in 21 and 22 when he missed a ton of time, right? But did the contract work out? No, not really. He was – if you're going to say that he was fantastic in 21, you also have to point out the fact that he was really injured in 2021. He was out for more than a month Mm -hmm. at one point in 2021 uh, with – uh, with with the injury that he suffered up in Minnesota, yeah, he came back and the and the offensive numbers were great for Deal. that stretch. But I mean, you, you 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 paid for that over four years. You didn't pay for a good couple of months from the guy. I thought he was I thought he was fine in, in the in the shortened season in the COVID shortened season. Mm-hmm. He performed, but again, they weren't they didn't sign him to play forty six games that year. Everything's I mean, out of his control. I mean, it's I'm 46 not saying out of sixty. I'm not saying good. I'm not. But they signed him to play a overall. Uh, they signed him to play a hundred. 130 games, right? Yeah, about a short
2: season, though. That one,
1: right? I'm not saying it was anybody's fault. Yeah, but I'm just saying if you're reviewing the contract, they paid for a guy to get way more out of him than they did. They did not get nearly enough, nearly as much as they hoped that they would get out of Yasmani Grandal, with the exception of that one or two months when they got way more than they thought they would expect for for a couple of months. Mm -hmm. But again, those those numbers that he put up that year. Spread them out. You know what I mean. That was that was so concentrated in that one little stretch. It the last two years were basically nothing from Yasmani Grandal from a production standpoint, and that that's half the contract. So if you're going to review his White Sox tenure, it was nowhere close to what anybody thought it was going to be when they signed that and free agent
2: deal. White Sox fans are missing a guy who got signed literally a month after Yasmani Grandal in Dallas Keuchel, or. Jeff keppinger like they sign a lot of people they have to DFA eventually oh yeah it's not like, the
1: worst contract ever by exactly. by any means right but exactly
2: yeah. so that's what I'm uh, reacting to it' was like Ugh, what are we what are we doing are we like really reviewing the contribution that that player gave to the White Sox yeah it was a big contract I thought it was a good signing at the time and I'm still at the end of the year at the end of the contract I'm like it was fine. It worked out all right. He went to two playoff series. He led him to one. That two, 21 stretch led him to one, and it was the division title. So I say you got what you wanted from Yasmani Grandau. Do you want to play a little trivia?
0: Go ahead. Always. In the two playoff appearances, who led the White Sox in home runs? Was it Yasmani Grandal? Yasmani Grandal. He was the only player to have more than two. If they uh, only would have given him some more games to play, uh, y- <laughs> right? Uh, him and Tim Anderson would be in- insane in the playoffs. Uh, but yeah, three homers from Yasmani over twenty uh, to twenty-one, and then Abreu had one, Ingle had one, Garcia had one, Luis Robert had one, Moonshot and Gavin Sheets had one. You know, it's always you always expect the contributions from Adam Ingle, Leary Garcia, and Gavin Sheets in the playoffs, don't you? Um, but I- I'll say this too: I think.
1: It's hard to just review him for those 4 years, right? Because the yeah. reason he was signed, the reason Dallas Keuchel was signed, the reason all these guys came together was was for the the aggregate, right? And so the idea is Yasmani Grandal was given what was then the richest contract in club history. Andrew Benatendi currently has the richest contract in club history. Nobody in either of those situations were expect them expecting them to be even one of the four or five best players on the, t- on the team, no. right? The whole reason that it was, quote-unquote, okay to give those players the biggest contract ever was because you didn't need to give the biggest contract ever to someone who, who, in other people's opinion, deserved it more, right? You already had Aloy Jimenez. You already had Luis Robert Jr. You already had Tim Anderson and Yohan Moncada and Dylan Cease and Giolito and, and Kopech. Those were the guys that were supposed to be so good that – paying $75 million for Andrew Benintendi was okay because that's the thing that just gets all, you know, takes that group over the hump. Paying 72 or 73, whatever it was for Yaz, it's okay because he just adds to what you already have, and then the whole group is supposed to go and do so great. The reason, though, that contract, uh, Grandals, and the first year of Benintendi's look so much like a failure to some people is because all the players around them failed to do their part in – in accomplishing the ultimate goal of those contracts which was to finish
0: off a contending uh, championship level team and uh, there's been some discourse on White Sox Twitter about you know Andrew Vaughn being the problem or a problem and people just trying to be like well this guy was bad too like I feel like this offseason is going to be our job to define every single one of the problems. Right. And Pedro Graffal is going to get into it in a second about one of the problems, but like we saw this in 2021, 2022 and 2023, especially with Ben Attendee players playing hurt. Um, so again, you sign guys to all of these deals, Grandal and, and Ben, Ben 75 million, 72 million, whatever. Um, again, it's, it's health that's holding them back again. I, I mean, Pedro Graffal thinks that, uh, Benintendi's hand held him back. Benintendi saying similar things as well. Um, But again, it doesn't matter. White Sox fans don't care because, again, at this point, you want to see a team that was promised parades and uh, championships. So um, it is frustrating, uh, regardless if it is real or not. Um, Because, again, this was something that White Sox fans wanted fixed after 2021. They wanted to fix after 2022. And it does seem like Pedro Graffal is a little bit like, you know, think he defined that the perception was a little bit uh magnified but then you know 20 minutes later in the interview he's like yeah Benintendi was playing hurt for most of the year it's like this is why everyone's upset so let's go to what Pedro had to say with Vinny Duber uh the exclusive interview and Pedro gets into why Benintendi struggled in 2023 with the Sox
3: We're going to see him next year at his best. Um, You know, he had that that hand injury last year where he was rehabbing all offseason, couldn't get in the gym to do what he normally does. Um, He's talking about that already, about a big part of this offseason is getting that strength back that, you know, that he normally comes into spring training with. You know, that's a big part to his game. The bat to ball skills are elite, um, controls the strike zone. It's all a matter of, you know, just now building himself back to, and having the strength that um, that he's had in years past, where he comes in and you know he drives balls because he was able to get after it in the off season. Um, it was a tough year for him in the off season when he had that that hammock and he had another injury. Uh, it was a tough year, and, and I can't tell you how many times it was a two o'clock, three o'clock decision on whether he could play or not. I mean, I, I, I mean, it happened a lot, to where, hey, I'm gonna, I send that lineup out the night before, and it would be like, you know, I don't know if he can play, and I'm like, well, I'm gonna send it out with him on it, and if he can't, he can't, and if he can, he'll stay on it. You know, I got to send something out. I don't want to not put him on there and then have to take somebody out and add him. So I can't tell you how many times. That happened because of because of his hand um, I mean he was hobbling to the All-Star break you know and the All-Star break really helped him you know um, so knowing what I know he's had a good year knowing what I know you know and I say that comfortably and I say that because he deserves for me to say that because he hasn't complained about it time and hasn't talked about it one time he's just I'm playing I'm playing and I'm going to play with pain no problem I'm playing you know and even when he wasn't playing it would be like hey if you need me I'm in there you know if you need me I can I can play defense a few times it was like I can play defense and I can run but I can't hit I mean he's he's, he's had he's a tough kid he's a really tough kid we haven't we haven't even come close to seeing the best of Ben not even close see it whether it's specifically about him or not a thing that gets asked
1: again by fans constantly is would that have, would that have been a reason to
3: put him on the IL you know or, or player X you know if they're dealing with a, an if, injury like that if um, if you put him on the, IDL, on the IL and after that period it, it would be fixed sure but if you're going to put him on the IL and then when he comes back it's going to be close to the same then play through it know and and those are decisions that the players make
1: even if it's clearly hampering their ability
3: to to produce the way they want to and you want them to okay but produce the way they've produced in the past but you got to weigh in does it help us right now too you know that production that he's been giving us has helped us i mean he's got what 35 36 doubles um He's still running a 330, 340, 335 on base. Um, he still runs the bases extremely well. You can count on him in left field. Um, I mean yeah, I mean he still he still produces at that at that level um, enough to you know to be in the lineup every day. You know, um, when players like when players wanna play and they and they say they can get through it
0: let him go, especially guys like him that have been have been through it before and have played through some stuff before. I mean, that's infuriating to me, especially with some of the production stuff that Pedro throws out, and we'll get into that in a second. But you followed up and kind of said, like, again, if a player has a reason to go on the I.L., why don't they? And I just I don't understand the quote. If you put him on the I.L. and after that period it would be fixed, but if you're going to put him in the, on the I.L. and after – he comes back, it's going to be closer to the same than play through it. And those are decisions that the players make. Why are the players making the decision?
1: I, again, I think the explanation that was given by Tony La Russa, I believe, is very much the same explanation that was given by Pedro Graffol. Right. Because this has, been, this has been a problem for years now, right? Mm-hmm. And I think White Sox fans look at this and they go, this has to be fixed now. How come you can't fix this right now this guy is hurt. Put him on the IL, and he'll be fixed. And what Pedro spoke to, which I think, which, if you hear it the right way, makes sense. Which is, it's not going to get fixed. These guys are hurt. They're injured. They're hurt all the time. They're injured all the time. That has been the story of the last three years, right? So, what in is it severe enough that it needs to be Aloy Jimenez when he did the Vince Carter over the wall and he ripped his peck out of his? off his bone or whatever yeah. the heck he did, and he has to miss half of the season? No, it's not that se- it's not that severe. But it li- it's lingering. It's there. You saw it with Joan Moncada. Joan Moncada was good enough to go play baseball this year. He wasn't good enough to go play baseball well this year. He wasn't good enough to go play baseball without having back pain this year. But the alternative is... I mean, for a while it was Jake Berger, and that's fine. But the, after Jake Berger was traded, the alternative is Lenin Sosa plays every day, right? And so they'll, they're saying 40% of Joan Moncada is better than 100% of Lenin Sosa. Give us that, especially if he can play. Whether he can play up to his capability or not, obviously that's not even possible potentially. And it's, what, it's the point that he made about Benintendi. Now, are any of these guys having good years that it's like, man, you need to keep them in the lineup because they're doing so well? No. And I think that's part of the frustration. Right. But at the same time, it's the alternative. And this can also be if you want to continue to criticize the White Sox for something that can be something you can criticize them for not having an alternative or or an, uh, an alternative that is as good as this injured player. I think that. Teams across baseball deal with this same dilemma on a yearly basis. They just don't deal with it at this volume and as as repeatedly as the White Sox have had to deal with it with their core players, with their key players. And so I don't think that you're seeing, personally, I don't think that you're seeing a strategy from the White Sox that goes against the grain, that is wrong, that is not in the best interest of the player, that is not in the best interest of the team, I think you see a White Sox team that has been, for lack of a better term, saddled with guys who are hurt all the time. And it's just worked out that way. I, I mean, I, and, and that's why you can point to the failures of the last two and a half years. Three, if you want to talk about all the guys that were hurt during 21 when they actually did manage to still win. I mean, there's the story right there, right? In 21, all those guys went out with injuries. Aloy, Robert, Madrigal—we're all out with Grandal. We're all out with injuries. But the guys behind them all came in and played and produced. The last two years, you haven't had that, and I think that's—I think that's the explanation there. And again, to quote Tony La Russa, that's the explanation. But you'll probably hear it as an excuse, you know. And, and so, I—I I think that it's important to hear that explanation. But when, as you said earlier, Sean White Sox fans don't care. If you've made up your mind that you don't care to hear the explanation, you're not going to hear it. Uh, does it make it good? No, it's a terrible situation for the team to be in. It's why they keep losing. But I don't think that they're necessarily doing something that the 29 other teams are looking at them and going, we would never do that kind of thing.
2: I would brush back or uh, fight back on that one with the Louis Robert thing. like. There was obvious something wrong with him, and he could not play at a level that anybody would love. And I know Tony put him in mostly, and you know this is not an indictment on Tony because we're more we're moved on to Pedro, but the the problems persist. But he was on in the lineup, looking ridiculous, and we've seen Andrew can't hit a ball out of the ballpark, even though we're in premium conditions and he's been hurt with his ham bone for years now or for two years now. And he apparently when he went to Arkansas had it removed and it's still there. It still kind of grew back or the problems are persisting. So I would just want the White Sox and you spoke to it right there, Vinny. It might be the managers just playing the players that they can trust in some type of production because the people behind them are question marks or just bad at baseball and he would rather have the more surety of the player that he knows will give him maximum effort and maybe some uh, we're we'll run into one every once in a while. And he knows that, you know, Lenin Sosa is not gonna be Yoan Mancata, even if Yoan Mancata's sixty percent. I just want the operation to work better so you get better players in there so you lift your floor up. And so when a person is hurt, you can say, Hey, we're not we're gonna miss you for fifteen days or ten days We'll see you on the other side of this. In your stead, there'll be somebody that's going to give baseline replacement level performance. And that's all you ask from your, from your replacement players. Just, hey, don't suck. Just be all right. Take it at bat, all right. Run into a single every once in a while. Pick every ball that is thrown to you and throw it to first. They don't have that, and so that's how they operate. I think the manager, the general manager, that's how they operate. And I'm looking at the injury list, Sean, by minutes and days taken out via team the whole year in 2023. Would you want to guess where the White Sox are in days on the IL as a team in comparison to all the rest of the teams? So if they were first, they'd be the most days. Yes. Top three? No. I'll say they're right in the middle. They didn't put many people on the IL at all this year. They're 25th. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. They're surrounded by playoff teams. Ahead of them, Rangers, D-backs, Astros, Orioles, Phillies, Blue Jays, and the Guardians are the last team. So that's uh, the White Sox in the middle of that sandwich. It's like they don't put them on there. They should be putting him on the I.L. to get recovery. Like I saw what they did with Yuan. But oh, I think ahead. you're
1: ignoring I'm the sorry. fact, though. I think you're ignoring the fact when you make that suggestion to the first thing that Pedro said when he answered that question, right? If you want if – you, if you say that they should put – let's use Benintendi as the example. Mm-hmm. Benintendi on the injured list so he can come back and be completely free of that injury, Right. Not completely free. Just that injury
2: wasn't going anywhere. Just rest. So rest and recovery can give you a little bit better of uh, outlook when you yeah. come back from it. Like but he, said, days he later. said
0: that it wouldn't. But you brought up the all-star break in the quarter zone shot and how he felt better after after getting the quarter zone shot and having rest. That's what so Pedro like, said. If he, yeah. if he plays, it's what Ben Attendee said, yeah. too. Um, like, if, if he plays 100 games instead of 150 and you get replacement level from the the 50 games, like, I don't know. I just, I just think that there should have been more rest for him or something like something should have happened because or he should have missed the first month I mean we saw Rodon get signed to that deal and he missed like the
2: first three months and it seemed like they kind of rushed him back and he was not good this year with the Yankees and that's the problem I have and you know you see this all the time but lesser with the hockey players he's like oh man he was playing with a torn ACL the whole year at the end of the playoffs but you never really see that through the hockey players because they're weird they're they're really tough players and then at the end of the year baseball players oh man ham a bone whole year man dealing with the injuries all year that's why he wasn't him I don't want to hear the injury Um the injury excuses after the after the year is over I want to hear it when it's happening Andrew has a ham bone he's playing through it all the time or quiet I don't want to like if he's playing he's playing don't tell me about his injuries if he's not Then take him to the IL. But we did hear a little bit again, like there was about the shot. But but in the interview, I felt like he was, um, like saying, like this is the why that Andrew was not good, and we'll see the real Andrew next year. That's what he. But that's that's what what he he thinks. Yeah, Yeah, but. I mean, you can, that, can, two things can be true, it right? It could be, but you, I,
1: can, you can have him have had a terrible year because he wasn't healthy, and you could also have him come back here at, or have him come back next year, be perfectly healthy and also be bad. But both gonna, of those things can happen. What's right? gonna <laughs> What's gonna make him
2: better? Is he having surgery on his hamate bone? Is he just resting on his hammer bone? He already had that surgery. Yeah, or, he did. Yeah. He had it back in the day. It just, it, he did not recover in the way that he thought he would. S- so, what he's saying yeah, he is He had that surgery last year. Yeah, yeah. at the in September. Yeah. And that should have been recovery that whole time in the offseason. I don't right. know what's going to make him better this offseason when he's recovering from the hammer bone injury he has currently. That's what I'm saying. Like, he's having time off. Right. Like, Again, and it's going it, to get better. Or is he doing something to it that's going to make it better? Right. If he, if he if he didn't
0: play in 2023 and missed the required time to recover from that where he wasn't feeling any pain, like, I think you're you're asking, like, is the offseason enough of that time to, to for him to return in 2024 and not I, feel that si- I similar think the, pain? I,
1: the, as I understand it, the idea is that he is at least much closer to fine now, Ooh. right? And that the idea is the things that prevented him from – uh, working out the way he wanted to work out last offseason will not be preventing him from doing that this offseason. He will have
0: a Four. normal
1: offseason this offseason.
0: Okay. Yeah. Let's take a break because I, I got some thoughts on, on that specific thought. Um, but let's let you know about Sunnyside. Hey, if you want to feel better, go check out Sunnyside. Uh, our friends over at Sunnyside Cannabis Dispensary uh, is your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping, a place where all kind of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of high-quality products. Sunnyside has everything you need to elevate your football season, no matter where you are on your cannabis journey. They have easy online ordering an in-store pickup and they have a great transparent loyalty program sunnyside Rewards. so you'll get rewarded for all of your purchases it's Illinois' favorite dispensaries herbs is over at wrigleyville and uh, when you walk in herb what are you looking for i'm looking for that good news that friday there you go those gummies mm-hmm. Her, herb loves those gummies so through august 15th head to sunnyside.shop and use code chgo25 at checkout for 25 percent off your total order one use per customer and it's not stackable with other promotions that's not only for new customers anyone can use our code so pick up everything you need to elevate your football season must be 21 plus or an illinois med card holder again code chgo at checkout uh, for 25 percent off your total order at sunnyside.shop uh, thank you to sunnyside for hanging out with us and being a sponsor and two we got a this all decked out with set decorations. The ones that are f- sent from FOCO are behind Herb's head. I think might be blocking. Yeah. You're blocking the Tim one. Now you're kind of blocking the South. TA and South are surrounding Eddie O. <laughs> As they should be. Uh, go check out FOCO.com. F O C O.com. Or click the link in the description below to check them out. Again, they donated these awesome set pieces to us. So go show them some love at FOCO.com. Get fitted in the best sports gear around. They got hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. they got, overalls because everyone needs overalls uh they got bear stuff if you still are supporting the bears (laughs) after their bad start uh and hey they got the uh, blackhawks and bulls coming to town and uh, starting their seasons soon so you can get decked out and ready for those seasons over at foco.com foco.com or click the link in the description below for all non presale items Use the promo code chgo for 10 percent off all right let's go to andrew benatendi you brought up the uh Interview you did with him at Wrigley, and he talked about the off season, what he'd be looking to do, um, and why he thinks that he can have more success in 2024.
4: Yeah, I mean it's been a frustrating year overall. I think um, I never really got it going. Um, I'm. I'm, I'm I'm really looking forward to getting to the off-season and, and just getting bigger and stronger. And you know, I think now that I have a full off-season of, you know, getting my hand back um, from the surgery I had last year, um, you know, it can only benefit me. Just you know, getting three months of you know work into our last off-season. And you know, there's only so much I could do because you know coming off of surgery. So um, looking forward to that. Do you think that kind of impacted you a little bit more than you thought it would this over the course of the year? I, I think so. I mean, obviously the first half I had, I was playing through some things. Um, and um, got a shot, and then just never really got it going again. So I think what it needs is just you know an all-season of lifting and get, getting stronger. Yeah, you mentioned that. I mean, is the, is the goal in mind power or a different area? I think game? just being more than just a you know a slap hitter, or, you know, just a singles guy. I mean, I think that you know there's obviously more more in the tank for me, but um, it's easy to talk about. I just got to do it.
0: Here's the part that just frustrates me so much because I want to believe in him. I understand that I've been bashing him left and right. I get it. I did not want him on the team. Oh, well, I'll suck it up. There's four more years left of Andrew Benatendi. But what he said was that he struggled through the first half with his hand injury. His OPS was 716. From the, the second half on, it was 638. He got worse. Like why do I have to believe or how can I believe that this guy is going to be out and be better in 2024? I don't. He's you a don't player have, that's you don't getting have to. I, no I know, but yeah. I'm just saying like <laughs> I I I just think that this Pedro talk is just nonsense. I don't get it. Like if he was hurt Sit down, recover, and get better. And if it takes a full year, who cares? Because he hurt the team this year. Let's look at his production, Sarah, if you want to uh, feel free to flash <laughs> that. Um, we'll, we'll skip over the contract just for now. Um, but let's go to his production because this is out of 19 left fielders. There were 19 left fielders in Major League Baseball who qualified. An F-4. Out of 19 left fielders, he was tied for 17th with MJ Melendez with zero. Average F-4. Is two. Who was last? Jurks and Profar, who had negative two. Wow. And signed negative like, two? Yeah, negative two. So he was way worse than Ben He was, yeah, he was way worse than <laughs> Ben Uh Waiter Runs created plus 87. That's 17th out of 19. His average, 262, which was 10th out of 19. Again, we hear so much about his average. We hear how that's a great thing. It's elite bat to ball skills. Career um, low. Career low. Yep. Um, a wow. lot of career lows. Yep. Uh, on base percentage, uh, Pedro typed that hyped that up uh, around 3:35. 330, he wasn't looking at the actual stat sheet, but it was 326, 11th out led, of nineteenth left fielders.
1: Led the White Sox.
0: Led the White Sox, yes. Sox too. Which? Uh, and or then, no,
1: I believe. Would he lead the White Sox? I think he led, think the, White he led the White Sox. Yeah, I'm sure there was one did. category. Oh, it was games played. He was second. He he was short of Andrew was, Vaughn by one. Oh, Vaughn. Andrew played Vaughn played in one fifty-two, and he played in one fifty-one.
0: And then this is his most favorable stats: doubles. Uh, he had 34 doubles and was tied for fifth. Um, I, I, I I, just... They're stuck with him. And a lot of this is going to be... Really just based on if this is a lie or not. Like, is he actually hurt? Or is he also bad? I, like, was he bad and hurt? And is he just going to be bad next year and less hurt? Like, we played 151 games, so him, you know, like, showing up wasn't an issue no. but like i i don't see this getting better i got
2: more stats but i mean i don't know i don't know how it could get worse and i said that <laughs> last year <laughs> um you know he, he owes me a hundred dollars which i owe you a hundred dollars yes sir i wonder if he was hurt and the white Sox knew he was hurt why just sign him to this deal that's this year counts yes your i mean card. i know it only he only signed for like eight million this year but it count he was terrible and so Due diligence on Kenny Williams and Rick Hahn That's a failure that's an F Because you don't sign a player that is Recovering from a handmade bone Injury and he himself Says yeah I never really had enough Time to get it stronger and to Have a full off season like I I just I'm frustrated For the time in the past Where I knew he had a handmade bone Surgery last year I was fine With him on the team but I didn't know the Recovery is going to take millions Of years I thought he was supposed to come back maybe for the Yankees playoff series, which he didn't, but I was like, okay, it's going to be February. He had the surgery in September. What's the deal? And so to hear that he's still having lingering effects of that surgery from last year is just disconcerting. And like you said, I know it probably can't get worse, but how's it getting better if you're you're just getting stronger, I guess. But I don't put my eggs in that basket like you, Sean. I'm like – if he gets better, he gets better. Fine. That, that's what you're supposed to do. If he p- plays to the contract, awesome. But next year, with the expectations of Andrew uh, Benintendi, I'm not going to be thinking that he's going to be back to this all-star level stuff that he did with the Royals or even better with the Boston Red Sox.
1: I mean, listen, I mean, Sean, you made the comment, what does it matter if he misses the whole season? You're saying that knowing they lost 101 games. I mean, I mean would they if I would have told you that if I would have told you that in March, you would have been like, "Oh, so they're going to be without one of their starting players and a guy that they even though you already had a negative opinion of him, somebody that they had a very positive opinion of right and and even when April went south, right, even as we got toward the trade deadline, it was like there it is. Just go on and go win games and you'll, you'll mm-hmm. be there. You didn't have to believe that that was actually going to happen, but they believed that it could. And I think the idea was they thought that playing Andrew Benintendi would be helpful to them trying to win. When this season started, their goal was to win the World Series. Mm. And you can laugh like Sarah just did <laughs> because, yeah, it's, you it's <laughs> because you know what happened. Because you know what happened. But at the time, they were trying to win the World Series, and they thought that Andrew Benintendi was going to be a big part of helping them do that. If they just say, oh, well, he's going to miss the next three months, he's going to miss the first three months of the season – then your World Series chances, again, this sounds ridiculous, but take a sizable hit, and you're dealing with the same damn problem you've been dealing with for two years, where half your lineup has to sit out for a month or more every season.
0: Well, and yeah, and then when your your lineup sits out, you don't have good enough players to just play average baseball, and the guy that was there was playing below average baseball. Again, he played 151 games and it wore a zero. And... It wasn't helpful. And, w- do you
1: did you want to see... 150 games if you sat out andrew benatendi did you want to see 150 games of clint frazier kind or of. 150 games of whoever the heck they kept running out there whoever see victor reyes the the, the april oh. equivalent of tyler naquin like you know like
0: i believe we call that an adam hazley
1: <laughs> yes that's exactly what it was you wanted to see 150 games of adam purple hazley be the same players or somebody
2: else
0: <laughs>
1: but but here's He'd the thing defensively but that's but that's not good And you're still in the same spot if you do that, right? And, yes, it's on the White Sox for not having players that can step up and and have that, but at the same time, can't you understand why they would want to play a guy who says he can play through an injury over this this mishmash of dudes that aren't going to do anything for you? But also I would (laughs)
2: like them to use their eyes and say – Yeah, you say that, but your production says no, you can't. So let me go with Adam Hazley and give me the same production as you, Andrew Benintendi, hurt Andrew Benintendi, and see what we got in this guy.
0: And two, if your goal is the World Series, you can't, like, uh, you have to look. If their goal before any game started was to win the World Series, and now we're looking in October, how did this team lose 101 games? It's because in the offseason, to address all of those issues, you signed two players correct to address that world series team you gave all of this ammunition to a team that had so many injuries in 2022 and you didn't learn your lesson and the two guys that you signed also, didn't give you like a full season. No, nope. Like, I mean, Benettendi gave you 151 games, but as we're talking about, he wasn't healthy for those 151 games. And Clevenger pitched at least, you know, a, a decent amount, probably like his average innings pitched for a Clevenger season. But still, I mean, he was
2: hurt for most of the year. He missed a month. Right? I think like, right? a, so it's like 135 innings. What this the
0: fuck year. did this team learn? What did they learn from 2022 to 2023? Nothing. They didn't do enough in the offseason in 2023. And that's, be, that's even if they signed Benatendi and Clevenger plus like they needed to do a lot more than those just those two players they had so many holes and they didn't address it at all but but on top of it had they done all that stuff
1: they'd be in a very similar position because guess what happened again for the third year in a row? Yohan Mokata was hurt. Aloy Jimenez was hurt. Tim Anderson was hurt. This is not just
0: a Benintendi thing. Like this is a team wide thing. They always but, they're just always hurt all the time. But like <laughs> I don't think Jose Iglesias played on a team. Like Jose Iglesias couldn't take a minor league deal. And if Tim Anderson's out, you can't plug in a guy who has a veteran who has been. You looking That's at me like you want to see? You want to see? But you're I, asking to see the you, Charlotte Knights. Yeah, you're you're asking always to compla- watch the Charlotte. Knights. Al- no, but you're always <laughs> complaining about Lenie <laughs> Sosa. Jose yeah. Iglesias is better than H- Lenie Sosa. Sure, is like, he? Good enough, but he apparently wasn't good enough to be a major league player this yeah, that's year. It's fair. I know, but I'm just, I'm just saying, look, like, there's there's players that are better than Lonnie Sosa, and they did not look sure. to add any of those players for when Yohan Moncada, who's been hurt for two years, Correct. goes down. Or Tim Anderson, who's been you know injured on off and hasn't played, I think, over 140 games in, in a season before. Um, I mean, they just got the most out of Robert, but what was the backup
2: plan if Robert got hurt? And this is the thing, though. They get hurt, and then there's nothing done about it. There's nothing we need to solidify Johan when he gets hurt. Let's get something that is good, that can play third, second, short, and give us two war. Mr. I mean. <laughs> they yeah. traded him. Yeah. You know, give me when this <laughs> person gets hurt, give me all that's Hans <laughs> yeah. Roberto, good job, AJ. <laughs> like, they don't address the actual problem. Or, like I was suggesting last year, if you have an off-injured person that's having a fantastic offseason or a fantastic second half, trade him away as soon as he has value again. And they allowed Aloy to become Aloy again this year where he's hurt and hitting ground balls. So his trade value is in the tank now. I would still trade Aloy this offseason because you're going to get the same thing next year. You're going to get a bunch of ground balls. He's going to run into a couple. He's going to be hurt. And I'm like, ugh, maybe in 25, Aloy will be – all healthy no it won't this is going to be continuing continuing so that's why I'm uh, a proponent of scrapping it throwing it all away and starting over getting new players because the players it's the same players who get hurt it's not like oh man this year it's this group of players are getting hurt oh it was a new player that got hurt this year it was Andrew Vaughn got hurt this year it was our catcher got hurt this year no it's always the same five guys who get hurt and they take turns of getting hurt oh it's your turn cool tag in next guy hurt or they're hurt all together in the lineup, and there's no production, no offense. They're bad all the way through, and they can't hit home runs.
0: I mean, I don't even know if I buy the injury excuse this year, though, because, like as you said, they're 25th in days on IL. Like well, you, you they can don't be, anybody. you can be hurt, you can still be hurt and
2: play play games.
1: I know, but, that, as, but just, like, as as the star of the show here today uh, showed you, but do you know the who the, the number is, one like,
2: team is on that list?
0: The Dodgers. Oh, look at that. Yeah. And when they have every pitcher injured.
1: Yes. <laughs> but they also have just another all-star caliber pitcher waiting after <laughs> it's should, a, a freaking assembly line over there. In, the White uh, Talks should uh, look at good
2: living. Should look at them instead of the Royals to <laughs> model themselves after. No, we looked at a different NL West
0: team. The Diamondbacks. Ooh. Um, all right. Uh, let's take a break and then we'll get into a little bit more about Benny. Uh, and then we'll wrap this up. We'll put a bow on it. Um, Want to let you know about our friends over at Shady Rays. Hey, look, I have mine right here. Uh, take on the sun, even though it's cloudy today, or their friends over at Shady. Rays. Our friends at Shady Race have you covered with the uh, warm weather ahead, or the sunny weather ahead, the fall weather ahead, there's still sun, with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Race is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn, and they have durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. I've had this pair I think for over two months. I've had another pair for, what, about like year plus. eight months. Yeah, No scratches, no dents, mm-hmm. no breaks. They have been so durable, and usually my sunglasses break all the time. Uh, so if you Lose or break your pair, even on day one, uh, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. You can wear your Shady Rays because they have your confidence, or because they have your back long after your purchase, and you can be confident in the product too, because I haven't had to replace mine I haven't lost them, I haven't broken them. So there you go, you know you're buying a quality product. And if you don't love your Shady Rays, you can exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. their team always has your back. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code CHGO for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized shades. Try for the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Again, code CHGO for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized shades at shadyrays.com. Also, want to let
2: you know about our friends over at Circa. You went and visited them. Huh? I did. At uh, Old Crow? Yeah, they had a, uh, like a welcoming party. Uh, Derek Stevens was there. Good uh, food. Oh um,
3: my God, the food was a lifesaver. Yeah,
2: Sarah was there. A couple people from uh, the old stomping grounds were there. Curtis Granderson. Curtis Granderson Curtis Granderson in the house yeah good Chicago Zone yeah Circus Sports
0: Illinois new app awesome yeah uh, they uh, are fantastic Um, it's the world's largest sports book at your fingers so make sure you download the app today um They are very proud of games striving to be a minus 110 split on the Circa menu, unlike other sports books, which may use minus 115 or minus 120. um, I use an app uh, to see which has the best lines out there. And usually, like you look at the Bears right now, the best money line price for the Bears is on Circa. Uh, You will always try to find uh, the best lines on Circa. They are the truest to the actual odds, I would say, usually when you're looking at U.S., Odds—the people that make the truest odds—is Circa. Um, Circa keeps as little money as possible on larger market bets, especially compared to other books, and they're high app limits transparency means you're not going to be limited when you win even if the player has the same limits unlike other books who do not limit uh, winning players and they encourage better to download and explore all sports betting apps available uh, so you can compare lines so if you're not getting the best line on Circa go get it somewhere else uh, because Circa tries, strives to have the best number and if you can find it somewhere else Circa understands um Circus customer service too. There are real peeper, people behind the Circus Sports brand, which Herb met, uh, who resolve issues in a timely, timely fashion, unlike other books who use chatbots. And all aspects of the app are being run by the same team that runs the main sports uh, Circus Sports book at Circus Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. It is one of the most astonishing places I've ever seen. And you also have Stadium Swim. So if you are looking to go out to Vegas, check out Circus Re- Resort. But download the Circus Sports Illinois app today at circusports.com/illinois-app. App. That's slash Illinois app to sign up today. Also be on the lookout for Circo events, watch parties, and tailgates. I know Brian Erlocker is going to be out at the temporary in Waukegan mm-hmm. uh, where the uh, Circo actual sports book is at. Uh, so go check that out if you're free today or up in the Waukegan area. And if you or somebody you know may have a gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler, 1 800 426 2537 or text GAMB to 833 234 or visit AreYouReallyWinning.com. Thank you to Circus Sportsbook and uh, welcome to Illinois. And finally, we want to let you know about our friends over at Fubo 140 live channels of sports, shows, movies, and news. You can stream live TV from any device and watch the most Chicago sports for the lowest price. And you can start watching immediately with a free trial. There's no contract, no cable, no hassle. Just sign up and start watching. Our favorite feature is the thousand hours of cloud DVR included at no extra charge. Since there is no White Sox, I am DVRing Golden Bachelor. Week one was very interesting. Uh, I like the new twist. So, uh, except for. Yeah, I am in second place. I was just about to say I'm at the bottom of the barrel, which I picked only the hot ones, so I have no idea what happened. It's not about looks. It's about the connection. Clearly, it's about connection. Come on. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) What do you know? You got to be here for the right reasons. Uh, Watch all your favorite college football and NFL with Fubo. Go to www.fubotv.com slash chgo. That's fubotv.com slash chgo to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. All right. um, Let's get into Benny. And let's hear more from Ben because because uh, you talk to him. Then I think this would be August 21st. So this is when the Seattle and Oakland homestand started and the home run barrage. Yes, this is when Benny started to feel it. This is when Benny started to cook. Um, this is what Ben said after facing Luis Castillo, who I believe threw 47 straight fastballs to the White Sox. Here's Benny.
4: You know, I've been searching for a feel for, it seems like since 2018, Um, and I think that facing uh, Castillo the other day, kind of, I I felt that again, so I'm just trying to replicate that as much as possible, and, um, yeah, I mean, the ball in the air and the ball harder so i think it's trending in the right direction what was it about that matchup that, that did it for you, you think just luck of the draw finally or i was getting blown away by his heaters and i figured what's the worst thing that's going to happen you know strike out um so I might as well try something and i ended up in a double um so i think like that kind of clicked right there so um i don't want to jinx or anything but just going to try to ride it out is there any element of your hand feeling better or stronger that's you know allowing you to drive the ball? So. yeah 100 i mean i can tell um you know part of my swing where my hand kind of gave up earlier in the year it's now driving through the ball um so i mean that's that's i think not a big part of it but a part of it um so i'm just gonna keep trying to get it better and um, get stronger
0: again just hearing searching for a feel since 2018 you bring up like why do you sign a guy with a a hammock bone injury
2: why do you sign a guy who's searching for a field since 2018? I'm sure it's not in negotiations. Hey, man, guys, I'm still searching for a field. Don't right. get away from me. That, that's so hell here. of a, a thing to
0: say. You know, four months into your contract, like, oh yeah, you know, I've been searching Angle. for that since 2018. I, I mean, I think
1: let's put it this way: I think he's been searching for his 2018 since 2018, right? If you look mm-hmm. at the numbers, 2019 was a was a down a down year in comparison for him, and then he only played the 14 games during the COVID season. Uh, 21 was also you know not as good as 2018 and then he had the good the good 22 um in which he made the all-star team but as we pointed out so much during the off season, that was after he went to Kansas City where he said he changed his swing around to, to suit that ballpark so I think maybe if I'm looking for an explanation there I'm seeing I've been looking for the 2018 me since 2018 and again you should go find the
0: balls they were using
1: that doesn't that doesn't that doesn't make your point incorrect at all I'm just providing some context that you know it's not like he just said like oh I've been playing like crap for the last three four years (laughs) I know
0: but like there there, there's just something about that where it doesn't feel like he's setting the tone and if you are going to have elite bat to ball skills you usually are looking for your pitch and not getting blown away from it and that's a major league fastball I understand Luis Castillo is one hell of a pitcher but also like and you are getting blown away by fastballs left and right and Again, he said his hand was feeling better and we can look at the stats. His numbers weren't any much improved after that, that series. Um, but let's go to um, what I, uh, what I wanted to uh, bring up yet yeah, right here. Um, so searching for a feel since 2018, uh, this is swing take, um, which yeah, I, like know, I just opened a medical journal. Yeah, <laughs> I'll try to take you through it. Um, so the pink is the heart of the zone. That orange is the shadow of the zone, so something that like is kind of like a borderline strike, you know, something that you could probably take or maybe fall off, um, you know, anything in the yellow you're chasing, and if it's in the gray, it's basically a Michael Kopech trying to throw a strike, um, you know, he's just completely missing the zone. So mm-hmm. you look at Benny, and there's no real difference between 2018 and 2023 on waste, right? Most major league. Uh, hitters just kind of again there's waste pitches and they're clear to see that they're balls Um, and you look in the uh, chase he's not really a chaser that much he's lost about seven runs uh, from 2018 to 2023 but what you want to focus on mostly is when pitchers are actually throwing it in the zone he's a lot worse Um, wasn't really good in 2018 in the heart of the plate negative 21 runs uh, so we did see a seven run increase there uh, to negative 14 runs again that's not good Um, but again anything Elevated anything on the corners, anything really that he has to decide on, and we saw his on-base percentage go down as well, um, he, he just struggled. He wasn't taking as much, um, 47% uh, in the shadow compared to 42% in 2023, so about 5% dip um, in the take rate on the shadow part. He was swinging more often, and this has been happening since 2021. Um, you look at his zone rate in 2021, 439 2022 43.1 this year 43.6 all of the other years barely even touched 40 so from 2022 to 2016 and his swing rate is up immensely he was only over 50 percent once in 2019 um but then his three highest have come since 2021, 52.2, 48.1, 48.8. So this is a player that is swinging way too much. And especially for the poor contact that he makes when he actually makes contact, um, it, it's, it's the wrong approach. So what Andrew Benettony needs to do is if your hand hurts, swing less. Like, I, I, I don't know. Well, it's, like, the the right. it's a guy who came in with a reputation
1: of being more selective. It's a guy who who, that was the talk when the White Sox signed him is, Hey, one of the things that he does that our team doesn't do is is walk and and has a mastery of the strike zone. You're absolutely right. In again, I'm not a professional baseball player or a hitting coach or anything like that. But it just seems logical to think, man, if I can't swing it as hard as I used to, if I can't, because because what that graphic showed me right there was that in 2018 he's a good hitter and and there's a pitch on the edge of the zone and he can poke it into left field or you know and or something like that. And that ability is very valuable, but. It also st- strikes me as something that having strength that you build in the offseason would be very helpful in, right? If you reach out and try to flick something out there, but, oh, my hand hurts, I can't do it quite as much, it turns into a ground out It turns into something easy. So I could see where the strength e- explanation would make sense. But what did we see last year from Jose Abreu, right? A guy who was not having as much success hitting the ball as he had had in years past, he said, you know what I can do, though? Walk. I can walk. And he decided to change his game so he could walk. We've heard that Andrew Benintendi is good at changing his game. He changed the way he hit so he could be successful at hitting at Kauffman Stadium. It seems logically like he should have said, hands not working for me right now, what can I do? Boy, I can walk. I can get on base via the walk. We didn't see it. And you would think, having everything we had heard about him coming in, that that's exactly what we
2: would have seen. I mean, where you show the shadow thing—that's where pitchers live. They're not going to be living in the heart. And it looks like the heart for him it doesn't matter. He was bad, bad. No matter what, middle, middle was not a good thing for uh, Andrew Benintendi. But that's where the good pitchers are going to live on the on the shadow of the uh, strike zone. And he was good in 2018. And to be that bad was in tw- negative 20 runs in the shadow of the of uh, the strike zone is not the way you're supposed to do it. And as you said, if you're going to be the guy who gets on base, and that was my argument it's like it's a good signing because it's on base is 340 350 wherever it was coming into the year I was like that is a good signing because at least at minimum he'll be getting on base via the walk and we didn't see that this year and it's very sad to see that he probably pressed and tried extra hard to hit home runs or to get on base via the hit instead of hey you know what I know me I know who I am. I don't need to force it. The contract signed. The ink is dry. Let me be me and not try to force it too much, and let me do what I do. If he doesn't throw me my pitch, cool. But when he does, let's attack it. And there's so many times where you saw a pitch where it's in his zone, and he's just waiting way too far back, and he hits that ball to left field. It's a weak fly ball. You're like, Are we ever gonna attack a ball and maybe they can explain that it's like his hand wasn't feeling good so he's just laying back but those like that I don't know if the handmade bone doesn't make you swing a little earlier it's your brain it's your eyes that sees the ball where it needs to be and then you swing and you make that weak contact the left everybody's like go ahead baby I love that and costing her 100 dollars is my thing hey uh again I don't know why you bet it um Cause but, I, I believe that man was healthy yeah, he and he said he was finding a swing. I was like, here we go. No, um, <laughs> never found it. The, what the, a one, jerk.
0: the one thing too, he said in there that he wanted to start elevating the ball more. And now after seeing this, it's the wrong strategy. I would like to see him walk more and just focus on line drives and just singles. Because like, I know he said he doesn't want to be a slap player anymore. I think that's what's going to actually help him because he can't drive the ball. Like you look at since 2018 and I took out 2020, this is from Statcast. Um, batter run value on balls in play that were either in the heart of the zone or that shadow right so kind of you know balls that he was actually putting in play in those kind of borderline strikes or true strikes batter run value 37.8 in 2018 2019 30.5 2021 29 uh 2022 15.4 2023 4.3 so just a complete drop off. off the table yes and the biggest thing that sticks out to me is you look at the Uh, exit velocity for those years 89 89 89.2 89.6 89.1 so all around 89 2023 87 so two miles per hour on average so I mean again the the the, probably a ton of just balls in play that were you know the lowest of the low when you look at all of of these years but he's also hitting the ball in the air more so when you hit the ball weaker and in the air it's just going to go shorter so this guy needs to hit it on the ground because again hitting the ball in the air is just hurting him it's just easy pop flies.
1: Well and again I go back to what he would, he said about changing the way he played to suit Kauffman Stadium. Don't you think he was probably trying to change the way he played to suit Guaranteed Rate right Field? And when you don't have strength because your hand is hurt and you couldn't work out all off season, don't you think
0: that that probably didn't work? Hopefully. I mean again hopefully again we can look at the contract uh, you know there was a little bit of uh, help because 8.6 million in uh, for this year next year it's going to be 17.1 the year after 17.1 the year after 17.1 and the final year 15.1 so y- you hope that this offseason he's going to bounce back because you know I guess this was the year that you could be a zero war player because you really you're getting paid less than Michael Conforto who was getting paid 18 million I don't know I mean that's 11 million less I, I just I hope he can bounce back, but I just – I don't believe it. It seems like a player that has kind of lost that way since 2018, and I just – I don't think that one offseason is going to fix it because it didn't fix it in 2020, it didn't fix it in 2021, it didn't fix it
2: in 2022, and I understand, again, coming off surgery there. Listen, I mean, he's getting twice the salary, so more protein – more availability eat better food protein. so yeah andrew bantetti back line. More, get, get himself more protein yeah get a, a hyperbaric chamber in his house you, you know think that? the problem was that he maybe couldn't afford the good the no good protein he's like, he like oh i'm just sitting here eating <laughs> eggs only Ugh. I'm poor as hell eight million dollars how am i supposed to live on that <laughs> now oh, he's man. making 17 he's like baby go maserati time give me the finest pork in cincinnati <laughs> see and it, it, just to go back to sorry that's that garbage chili that's the
0: final Stay away. Sport. I don't think there's much protein in that. Yeah. Skyline chili? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah no. uh, Maybe it looks like it used to be protein. <laughs> it's all pork from the floor. Um, okay. But there's this quote from Benny. we got to wrap it up. we make final points. This is mine. Uh, there's this quote, and I don't know where this is from. It looks like sometimes font, But, uh, quote, for a player like me, the full shift on last year, I wasn't really focused on pulling the ball. But, just going the other way and beating the shift and hitting for a higher average and on base. Now I'm playing a guaranteed rate field and I'm able to drive it out there a couple more times trying to get the ball uh, to the pull side a little bit more. Again, he wasn't shift that much last year uh, in 2022. So I really don't understand that. Um, he was shift a lot less than a normal left-handed hitter. And he, he again, if he wants to be pulling the ball, he needs to be doing that with authority. So like, again, I, I just don't think his body is made for that type. I understand the ballpark is shifting and you're, you're shifting it because of the ballpark, but also after this year, I don't think that you have to tailor it to the ballpark. I think you have to tailor it to your body and what your body can do. And I don't think Ben is a guy that can hit for power anymore. Um, at least just from what the metrics say.
1: I mean, I think he, he like could a power be, would be that. Bad. He could be that guy. A power, a power power would what?
2: be horrible. Like four fifty of slugging or a certain amount of home runs. Uh, what, what are we talking about? I like mean, whatever the twenty that he got in, back in the past. I mean, that's not happening. I mean, okay. I
1: just it's just, he's he's hit home runs before. He talked about trying not to hit home runs because he played in Kansas like, City. And we a, this year we knew he couldn't hit home runs because his hand was hurt.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I would I would take a, a four hundred slugging. I guess that's what he was at in twenty twenty two. His career is average is four eighteen. He's at three fifty six this year. I, and I get the hand was hurt, but, again, like, I I, I don't know that an offseason is going to make the hand well, hurt any less. Hey, we're going to find out. We're going to find out. And that's basically <laughs> this entire White Sox offseason. We're going to find out. We're going to find Are out. Are going to pick up Tim Anderson's offense or, uh, option? We're yes. going to find out. Is Mike Clevenger going to be a free agent? We're going to find out. Is Ben going to heal? We're going to find out. I mean, he uh, will heal. find out a lot of things. I don't know
2: if he'll do any well, any better next year. Yeah, we'll see. It uh, should.
0: That's Vinnie Duber. He wrote the article on Andrew Benatendi, so go check it out at allchgo.com. You can follow him at Vinny Duber. He's our CHGO White Sox beat writer. That's Herb Lawrence. You can follow him at EcknerWall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. And I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. We will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you, Sarah Victor, for producing the show. See you then. Goodbye.